the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, ends yes! Touchdown! They did it! Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in. Happy afternoon. Near the end of your day, hopefully. End of uh, the first day of school for a lot of kids. Uh, a lot of parents getting back into routines as well. Logan School District uh, next week, Utah State. The uh, week after that, I believe, is when they first get going. I think so. It's the last few days of August, I think they end up starting, or maybe the last week of August. Yeah, I think the first day of school at Utah State is August 29th. Yeah, something like that. It was like uh, the Monday after their first football game, is what I remember. Yes, that would be that would be the 29th. So, a uh, couple of things we're going to get through today here on the show. Of number two on our list of top 25 Aggies, and uh, have to be pretty high profile player to be number two. So who is that? And also we'll, uh, an interview with Chandler Dolphin, a post practice interview that I was able to get with him. Uh, we. Fingers crossed everything works today for an interview with the uh, organizer for the Rocky Mountain kickoff, which is coming up next Thursday. A couple of uh, high school football games going on. They're on Merlin Olson Field. That's always exciting. And, of course, a little bit later on here on the show, we'll get into our pick six. A very lively discussion on the Full Court Press text line uh, yesterday. Uh, Feel free to chime in and ask a question or add a comment 435-339-0321 435-339-0321 as uh, if, if you feel like we didn't quite cover the discussion, feel free to add to it. That's okay. That's what you could do. So 435-339-0321. Um, also, we didn't get to the uh, Utah Jazz schedule release, which uh, dropped yesterday afternoon. We're not going through every game, but there are a few notables worth mentioning. No, every game. Every <laughs> single game game from october 19th to april 14th and on this day they play this team i don't know if they actually go to april 14th i just said april 14th i think it's april 9th actually is it i couldn't remember if they ended in april or may i was pretty sure it's april april 9th okay it's off by five days that's not bad they will finish their season april 9th at the los angeles lakers at 12 30 in the afternoon ah yes lebron james will be resting because of who knows what kidney inflammation or whatever, and who knows who will still be on the <laughs> Jazz at that point. Uh, interestingly enough, the Jazz play the Lakers just five days before that in Salt Lake on the fourth. Um, so just a few things that do kind of pop out with the Utah Jazz schedule release is as we mentioned this before, the schedule begins October nineteenth. That's when the season opens for the Jazz. And just two days later, they're well. They open against Denver. Then two days later, they're on the road at Minnesota. So, get your schedule ready, get your season going, and uh, go visit your former All Star. Yeah, basically. I mean, that's when they 
they kind of leaked that on Tuesday. I mean, the day before, uh, when Gobert was gonna play the Jazz again, and they said October twenty first was the first time they played. I was like, is that like the first or second game of the season? Because that's usually they start kind of mid late October, around the twentieth of October, give or take. And so it's like, wow, that is the season will not be two games old before <laughs> the Jazz face their former, you know. Best player, basically, depending on what you think of Mitchell. Uh, we still don't know what the Jazz roster is going to look like. But um, we mentioned <laughs> yesterday the Jazz will play on Halloween. They'll host Memphis. Uh, they'll actually – that'll be the second game of a two-game series in a back-to-back against the Grizzlies. They play them on the 29th and the 31st. Seems like a pretty scary matchup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, November 7th is the first game that the Lakers come to town. Uh, the uh, Phoenix Suns making their trip to Salt Lake on November 18th. Is that Lakers game one of Utah's four nationally televised games? Uh, yeah, I don't. I haven't seen the TV. They get like four schedule. TV games. None of them are on ESPN or ABC. They get like, oh, here it is. So they got their the game on November 15th versus the Knicks on <laughs> TNT. That might be an interesting game. Interesting. Interesting choice. wonder if TV uh, execs are hoping for a certain thing to happen <laughs> before November 15th, you said? November 15th. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, they're on NBA TV for their games on the 19th at the uh, Portland Trailblazers, then on the 21st at the Clippers. A uh, bit of a break. Then December 22nd versus Washington on NBA TV. And then uh, pretty, sure that's pretty it. much it. Because they have three NBA TV games, one TNT, one TNT game, game, nothing on the other networks. And it looks like all their nationally televised games are going to be done by the new year. Um, yeah, they're pretty much running from the Jazz. Not a lot of hope. Not a lot of expectation. No, and but of course they're going to force the Lakers upon everybody, even though they're probably going to be only slightly better. Yeah, all the Jazz TV coverage will be before Christmas. National TV coverage. So, yeah, I think they're expecting them to trade all their veterans by the trade deadline and are trying to get in what semblance of competent Jazz they can get before all that happens. And to make life even more difficult, more challenging for the Jazz, they'll have two separate stretches where they'll play six of seven games on the road. Um, and they have one stretch where they play 10 of 13 games away. That's in the second half of the year. But um, not not a very friendly schedule for the Utah Jazz. Yeah, really a lot should, of miles traveled. really should start putting your money on the under on that, uh, what was it, 32.5 win total? Or 31, I think some of the other ones put up. Possibly. Start, start putting the under because they are scheduling a lot of losses. For the Jazz. You're going to have 10 back-to-backs in the first half of the season, only five in the in the back half. Yeah. They're tied for the most with a handful of other teams. I think Golden State, Chicago, the Clippers, and Sacramento, and the Jazz all have 15 back-to-backs, which is tied for the most. The fewest I think anybody has is 12. Um, let's see. Golden State comes to Utah on December 7th. Uh, Rudy Gobert will make his first trip to Utah in a Minnesota uniform on December 9th. 
Uh, Royce O'Neal will be back on January 20th. Uh, yes, the Royce O'Neal revenge game. Or Buckets the, O'Neal the, fans. The long-awaited return of Royce O'Neal. I, I forgot to even write that down in my own notes. That's how much I... <laughs> and I like Royce O'Neal. Milwaukee makes their first trip to Utah on March 24th. And by then, Joe Ingles might be playing. He may be fully rehabbed and starting to play games for uh, the Milwaukee Bucks at that point. That's possible. So the real question is, when do the Kings come to town? Ooh, that is a good question. Because Saggy fans, we got to see, you know, Sam Maryland and Mia Shketa. Maybe they'll both be sitting on the bench. <laughs> or they'll both be with the G League team at the time. But uh, So the Jazz go to Sacramento on December 30th, and then the Kings return the favor on January 3rd. So they only play him twice? Yep. Uh, well, let's see. There might be another. A lot of times you play the Western teams three times. They might have them times. another time. It's usually I'm two or three times for the teams in your own conference. Scanning the schedule here. And I may have. No, they will host Sacramento again on March 20th. Yeah. And then they will travel to Sacramento also doing on March 25th. So they play them four times. Yeah, I know. Some Western Conference teams you play four times. You play your division opponent four times. The Jazz will actually play Minnesota four times because I believe they're in the same division. At least I'm pretty sure. Um, so you play your division teams four times. Most Western or all Western Conference teams at least three, some of them four, and then teams in the other conference twice. Yeah, I'm just seeing the other. So the Utah Jazz. Uh, make their next trip to Minnesota on January 16th. That's a 3 o'clock tip-off. And then Minnesota makes their final trip to Salt Lake on February 8th. So you're right. They play them four times. So it's scattered through the season. Yeah. So we're hoping that Rudy Gobert actually makes the trip to Utah. He's just about guaranteed to play in that first game because it's hard to get injured by the second game, but... Heaven knows Gordon Hayward managed to do it once. But, you know, that December game for Gobert, I mean, maybe? There are a couple of games, uh, or a couple of situations on the schedule when Utah will play a team kind of in a back-to-back situation, not on successive days, but that either the Jazz will travel somewhere and stay there for a few days to play two games, or it will happen vice versa. As I mentioned earlier, Memphis coming to Utah on October 29th, and the 31st, so that's kind of a situation there where you know they play those two teams close together. They actually have a, a series with Houston a little before that where they go to Houston and then face Houston in Salt Lake on the 24th and then the 26th of, uh, of October. But this idea of going somewhere and just staying there for a couple of games. Uh, it, so it happens with Memphis coming here. Uh, it happens with New Orleans coming here December 13th and 15th. Uh, the Jazz do that when they travel to um, Oklahoma City in March, March 3rd and March 5th. But generally, uh, how do you feel about that where you, over like between over a span of three days, you have two games against the same opponent? It's weird because you'd think – They'd be able to make a schedule where you don't play them back-to-back like that. You know, this isn't like baseball where part of their schedule is to play series. That's just kind of how they do it. Basketball it generally isn't like that. Um, I think I – don't, I don't remember this happening a whole lot growing up, but I think they're doing it more often partly to 
try and get rid of some travel because that's something that has been getting more and more attention is the amount of miles these guys travel and they're trying to reduce the miles and the you know time spent uh, in an airplane just to help with their health and also raise their performance. So I think that's maybe why they're doing it. It's just kind of weird to look on the schedule and see, all right, you play 82 games and you just shuffle them around and like three or four times a season you're playing guys back-to-back, you know, not not back-to-back days, usually not. And it's, although it is kind of weird because sometimes they'll do these back-to-backs and they play in each other's city. So, I mean, even my theory about reducing travel sometimes doesn't work with these because they're still traveling, you know, between cities. Yeah, I... I'm kind of mixed as well because in the scenario where you have, like Minnesota, for example, those are games kind of sprinkled throughout the entirety of the season. One very early on, another one in December, so it's still kind of early in the season. Then you got one that's you know a couple months later, then a couple months after that, so it's spread out. What I like about that is that the dynamic of any given team can change a lot between that span of time. Maybe it's injury. Maybe it's just a developing player coming along. Maybe you've made a trade. But when and so each game can be can be very different in its flavor because so much time has passed between the last time you faced this opponent. But what I like about this scenario where Utah has three, four of these games, they play two teams or two games in the span of three days in one city, is I, I think that's good for the players and good for the coaches. To like it's a mini playoff preview of this is okay. We just had a game. We're gonna go back to the hotel. We're gonna look at the film and prepare to turn around and face that same team once again in a short amount of time. And I think that's good for a, a franchise and an organization to learn how to make those quick adjustments against that same team you face. Um, I don't know that the Jazz are gonna be a playoff team this next year. I was about to say my, my response is playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I just want to win a game. I know. But in theory, in theory, it, it allows coaching staffs and, and players to uh, make some quick adjustments and you know, see how they do against that very same team they just faced. So I, I, I kind of like that, to be honest. I, I, I don't know that I like it a lot. I want to see it happen a lot. We saw it a lot in the COVID year. In the uh, 21, not in the bubble, but in the 21 uh, season um, because of travel and trying to reduce uh, you know, exposures and things like that. But uh, I, I like that it gives teams that opportunity to do quick turnaround adjustments and see what we can do on the next game. So the Jazz will do that against Houston is a little different because uh, there is some travel in between. But they do it against Memphis. They do it against New Orleans. And they do it against Oklahoma City. They also kind of do it with Los Angeles because it's they play at the Lakers, then at the Clippers. They don't go anywhere. Then they come home and face the Lakers. So three in a row against L.A. teams over the span of like four days, the fourth, sixth, and seventh. Uh, I Actually, I skipped one. They do this against San Antonio. Uh, <laughs> As well, like so that's actually interesting. Times. So San Antonio on on February 25th, then February 28th, then they go to Oklahoma City on the third. Stay in Oklahoma City for the fifth. So it's kind of a wacky schedule there. End of February, early March. 
for the Jazz. Yeah, it's just weird to have these because it, it's not so much that it's bad or that I hate it. It's just kind of weird that baseball is kind of the thing that they play series. They play three or five game series or sometimes four game series. So it's like, but basketball, <laughs> you go and you play different teams and you spread it out. You don't play them for a month or a couple of weeks. But here it's like, you know, what, what is it, like five or six times, depending on how you want to view the, the L.A. one? Yeah, you're playing teams basically back-to-back over three-ish game span, or three-ish day span. So it, it, it just it feels weird. Because you saw them start to pop up a couple of years ago, or maybe I, that's when I just first started noticing. And then now it's all over the schedule. <laughs> uh, the The schedule the first official game that counts the season begins on October 19th but their preseason begins on October 2nd and the Jazz are going north heading they will play Toronto but that game will not be in Toronto it'll be in Edmonton interesting to have that exhibition game there and I love that Uh, I'd like to see the NBA I'd like to see the NBA do more of that they used to do that all the time exhibition games at various venues that are, don't host NBA teams. Uh, but they're going to be at Toronto on October 2nd. They have a preseason game at Portland on October 4th, and then a pair of uh, preseason games in Salt Lake, October 11th versus San Antonio, and then the 14th versus Dallas. They play any teams from like Australia or China or whatever? That's it for the Jazz. Yeah. I know sometimes uh, I, teams I think, do that. If I remember correctly, uh, I did see something that the, the uh, NBA – We'll have some games. Um, there are more international games involved. I think they're going to France. Uh, it seems like there was another game in another country. They're going to be playing in like four different countries this year. Yeah, that'll that'll be a big thing because the NFL's seen a lot of success with doing that, and football's not even really big in Europe unless you're counting football. <laughs> uh, so. They managed to sell out games on the novelty of it. Basketball's a big thing in Europe. It's, you know, in, in terms of international sports, it's probably number two. Um, you know, soccer obviously being the big one. Uh, maybe there's another, maybe an Olympic sport that might be big. But, like, basketball is one of the other international sports where everyone plays it. And so I think they can have a lot of success playing in various places around the world. Although it is a little trickier with the NBA to pull off that kind of travel because the NFL, it's like, well, you spend a whole week in England or Germany or whatever. Right. Those those games are events, and there's a, a plenty of time in between each one for uh, to uh, to prepare for and travel to and get home from. Where the NBA, it's a little bit different. It's like, yeah, you probably want to have like a two or three game buffer on either side of the game, just to help the players out. So that's the uh, Utah Jazz schedule. Uh, the release uh, is, is out. Uh, any games that um, you'll be kind of piquing your interest? Now tell us what games you got circled. Is it the Rudy Gobert game? Is it the Royce O'Neal return game? I mean, I know a lot of people are really looking forward to seeing Royce O'Neal again. Or the Joe Ingles return game. There's there's a lot of potential returns, a potential Donovan Mitchell return game if he ends up getting traded. <laughs> Although it seems it's seeming more and more likely that he's staying in Utah, to be honest. If it hasn't happened at this point, but yeah. 
Kevin Durant also hasn't moved yet. That's well, it's because in order to get Kevin Durant, you basically have to pay the moon for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's expensive. It would it would probably be less expensive to just buy an entire country than to try and trade for Kevin Durant. <laughs> uh, actually, so here's here's the story. I, sorry, it took me a second to find this, but bef- just to wrap this up. The NBA will have a game in Paris, and they will have a game in London. So they will play a regular season game. It'll be the uh, the Bulls and the Pistons in Paris on Thursday, January nineteenth. Really sending their best, aren't they? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, let's see. In addition to that, there will be a lot of different. Th- you know, activities going on and things like that. But um, um, maybe the thing with London is maybe I missaw miss that. I didn't see that correctly. But there will be in uh, in in Paris for sure, and that will be uh, part of the uh, the the game, the regular season game in uh, in uh, or in late January. So hmm. kind of cool. They get yeah. to do that. That is pretty cool. I'm sure the people of France will enjoy that. I'm sure they prefer to see like uh, maybe Minnesota. They yeah, I mean, yeah, they probably should have sent Minnesota. <laughs> Their best French player. All right, uh, time out here in the full court press. When we come back, uh, number two on our list of top 25 Aggies for 2022 football season, and also an inter- uh, conversation with what's going on with the Rocky Mountain kickoff, which is coming up here. Uh, next week, really a week from today. So we'll find out more details on that coming up in about three and a half minutes. Uh, but first, it was it's still hot outside. I think Salt Lake hit another day above 100 degrees. Um, and it was definitely hot here as well. And that hotter weather can be tough on your vehicle. So make sure you take it into Valvoline Instant Oil Change. They're right across from Angie's at 695 North Main and Logan. They have Valvoline Synthetic and Valvoline Max Life Oil for your vehicle. Plus, they get you back out on the road quickly. It's back to school time. If you're involved in booster clubs, team sports, PTA, or any school organization, then the Logo Shop is your source for uniforms, fan gear, club t-shirts, anything customized with your school logo. It's the season to call the Logo Shop for custom t-shirts and uniforms for youth football, soccer, and other sports teams. The Logo Shop, committed to schools, teams, and youth groups. The Logo Shop. It's time for the big hunt, but what do you do after you bag your trophy game? This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have several freezers in stock for you to store your big game harvest, including a Frigidaire 20 cubic foot upright freezer in white for only $9.89. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance Service and Sales, West on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Imagine your wedding day, elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 
800-750-5151. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204. Today. See store for details. Join the show by calling 435 752 1069 or text 435 339 0321. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. And continuing to get closer to the start of the Utah State football season. A little bit of news, actually, about the game coming up next week that dropped um, late yesterday uh, about an important person on that uh, UConn staff who will not be there and not be a part of what they're doing next Saturday. So... Uh, they could play an interesting role in what happens with the Utah State Aggies as they host UConn um, coming up next Saturday, a week from uh, this Saturday at 2 o'clock. But before we do that, we continue to count down and get you closer to our number one player for Utah State. And today we're at number two, definitely an impact player for the Utah State Aggies. Help us uh, introduce who it is, the legend, Hall of Famer, Al Lewis. Number two on our Cash Valley Media Group's list of top 25 Aggie football players for this year is graduate senior running back Calvin Tyler Jr. out of Beaumont, Texas. 5'8", 210 pounds, wears number four, transferred here from Oregon State, loved beating the Beavers in that bowl game for sure. 884 yards rushing last year for the Aggies, played 12 games, started 11, and averaged 4.5 a carry and seven touchdowns. He also caught 11 passes for 50 yards. He wants to be more of a major runner for the Aggies this year in an explosive way on offense. Feels like that can happen. He wants the Aggie offense to be as productive as last year and even more explosive because the running game could really add to it. So number two on our list is Calvin Tider, the Aggie running back. Calvin Tyler Jr., number four, coming in at number two on our list of top 25 Aggies for this upcoming season. But coming into the season last year, there was a lot of uncertainty overall at the running back position. Devontae Henry Cole, remember that guy? He was the expected starter, experienced guy that was going to be there. And he, I don't know if he really even saw the field. Other guys outplayed him, and uh, Calvin Tyler Jr. exploded onto the scene and uh, played great for Utah State running the ball. I thought Henry Cole left. Eventually, yes, he did. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on, I don't remember him being on the roster at all. But, yeah, Calvin Tyler obviously did very well last season, missed two games and still had nearly 900 yards rushing. Um, 
four and a half yards per carry, as as Al said, and in that with sometimes an offensive line that wasn't always the greatest at run blocking. You know, and he was right on you. Know, I was looking at the yards per carry. Usually you try and get above around 4.3-ish. You know, 4.5 and usually a decent running back. You know, get above 5 or 6. Then obviously you're entering elite territory. And I think this year, you know, if Calvin Tyler really fulfills his potential and if the offensive line does really well this season, we could see a 5-yard per carry season out of Tyler. That's probably a little too much. I think he'll probably end up somewhere in the 4.3 to 4.8 range. And I think, you know, health given, he'll cross 200 carries. I mean, he had 196 last year, missed two games. So with health, he'll cross 200 attempts and probably cross the 1,000-yard barrier. So I, I – and we've heard from the coaches saying they don't want to run everything through one running back. And – that's just kind of modern football. I mean, Tucker even said that. Like, in modern football, you don't find many offenses that <laughs> yeah. go through one back. Um, usually you'll only find it in college or high school, pretty much never in the NFL, with maybe one or two exceptions. Um, every year when you have, like, a really good running back, you know, a Derrick Henry or Dalvin Cook. Even then, they're still throwing the ball a lot, spelling running backs. So Utah State, Calvin Tyler isn't, like, an all-time back. He's a really good one. So you're looking at probably between 200, 220 carries in a 13-game schedule and around 1,000 yards. And that's a really good season for Utah State running back. It's not every year that you have a 1,000-yard rusher. Haven't had one since Darwin Thompson. And before that, I think it was 2013? I think, um, oh, was it DiMartino, I think? Um, well, Gerald Bright was a, a decent runner, but yeah, I don't remember how many yards he got. Yeah, he, well, maybe he did it in 2019. I'm going to have to look this up. I don't think he did. But what I, what I really like about, um, Calvin Tyler Jr. is, well, he, he may not look real big, but he's got big legs. Uh, he's a strong runner. Um, I, I think there are probably other backs in this group this year who might be more, I guess, considered more of a power runner than he is, but he's not slight. Uh, He can uh, hit the hole hard. He can move the chains, uh, but he's also versatile. Didn't catch a lot of balls out of the backfield, 11 catches for 50 yards, but I know that's something that he also is, uh, would like to, to improve upon. So he's a, a more reliable more versatile, not necessarily reliable is not the right term, but more versatile back for Utah State to be used in different scenarios on different uh, different spots on the field and to be able to continue to help his team move the ball forward and move the chains. Yeah, so just double-checking, I was right. 2013 was the last time, I mean, Darwin Thompson, and before that, it was Martino. Yeah, okay. Uh, Gerald Bright, he had like 921 in 2019. 888 the year before when he was splitting with Darwin Thompson. That's the amazing thing is that Thompson had 153 carries and still crossed 1,000 yards. It's, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, going with um, Calvin Tyler, like, I don't focus nearly as much on the height of running backs anymore in college. In the NFL, maybe you can do that. But a lot of times, usually you're looking more at their weight. Are they stocky? Uh, and obviously you try and look at their physique. Do they have muscle? And that'll determine a lot more about um, 
being able to run with power. Obviously, having a lot more bulk and being bigger will make you a real power runner. But in college, especially somewhere like Utah State, you're not getting the six foot one, two hundred and thirty pound backs. At least not ones that have any sort of speed. Usually, you're going to find these five eight, five nine guys. They're good runners. You know, hopefully they're above two hundred pounds. So they can at least run with some power. Because Tyler's at uh, what what's he listed at? Like two ten, two fifteen, two ten. Yeah. So, you know, good weight for a running back. He can run with some power. Won't be a power runner, but he doesn't have to be. Because, I mean, in a goal line situation, the offensive line determines more about whether or not you're getting into the end zone than the running back. Yeah, true. So, you know, he, he's just got to find those holes, hit them hard, and he's going to do fine. And he does that really well. He runs really well, and, you know, he gets in space. He's able to do a few things. He's not Barry Sanders out there, but he is a good, potentially great running back the Utah State can have, and they can do a lot of good things with him. And you've heard us, this is a, a a theme for a lot of guys. You've heard us say this a lot before, but here's a guy who, for whatever reasons, just struggled to get time and, and showcase his skills and abilities at Oregon State, at a Power 5 school, transfers here, has that opportunity, takes advantage of it, and blossoms. The other thing that's great about Calvin Tyler is, uh, is leadership. You and I were on the sidelines of the closed scrimmage. There was a running back who made a mistake, uh, and Calvin Tyler was on the sidelines right in front of us, ran down the sidelines just to go talk to him, to coach him up, help him out, point out a few things. And he is a, he's an offensive leader for this team in how he performs on the field and how he does things off the field. Yeah, and he's a – remember I'm talking about being a bit of a film junkie, if I remember correctly, one of the interviews. is He talks about how much he wants to improve, wants to get better. He's trying to make himself the best he can be. And that's what you want out of, well, any position. But obviously running back one of those. Especially going from a year where, you know, he had the best year of his career. You don't want him to regress. You want him to keep trying to get better. All right, you know, in this one, I wasn't as good at spotting, you know, the cutback lane or, you know, there's this thing I can do. And also spend time in the weight room, you know, improving yourself. So with that kind of attitude, he can improve on his year last year, and still be very statistically productive. So Calvin Tyler Jr., number two on our list of top 25 Aggies for 2022. Uh, What do you think? Too high? Too low? What do you think about Calvin Tyler Jr. and his impact for USU coming into this next season? Uh, Another time out here in the full court press. When we come back, let's talk about the Rocky Mountain kickoff. We'll still talk football, but uh, take it to the high school level. The football doubleheader on Merlin Olsen Field coming up a week from tonight. We'll talk about that coming up next on the Full Court Press. Who do you turn to if you want to change out your wood or pellet stove? Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They were voted the gold medalist for Best of Northern Utah for the second year in a row in the fireplace retrofit category. Be ready when the government's next wood and pellet replacement incentives pop up. Advanced Fireplace can help you navigate the paperwork. For more information, call Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online, Advanced Fireplace and Stove. 
You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget. Such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe. And your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Cash Valley's Engagement Ring Store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to Full Court Press. Uh, I got to get this right. I got to get the right microphones going here. There we are. Let's say it sounded weird on my headphones. I was wondering what happened. <laughs> Eric France and Jason Walker here in the Full Court Press. Uh, really cool event. We've This has been going on for a couple of years now, and uh, it's always fun to have the event organizer here in studio with us to give us a lowdown on how it comes together. But the Rocky Mountain kickoff coming up next week, and uh, i got to move some monitors. You're hiding over there from me. i got to... <laughs> <laughs> Can't hide forever. But uh, it's a doubleheader high school football game coming up on Merlin Olsen Field next week. D Jones joins us here in studio to give us a lowdown. D, thanks for coming in. Thanks, Eric. I really appreciate being here. And uh, just to so you know, this is the sixth season. Sixth? Of the Rocky Mountain kickoff. Yeah, we missed one year because of COVID. But, oh, right. So we're year seven, but season six. That's very cool. And um, you usually are trying to get local teams involved and, mm-hmm. and be there. Uh, who do you have involved this year? Game number one starts at 6.30. That's going to be uh, an interesting game. That's South Severe against Preston. And the head coach from South Severe was actually on John, on Chuck Shelton's staff here at Utah State, John Ramage. So he's very familiar with, with the community and, and with the area, and he's very excited to be bringing his team up here. And I think that's going to be – a real challenge for Preston because these these this this is a good team coming up here. And then our second game that starts at eight thirty is Logan against Bonneville High School out of Idaho Falls, Idaho. So we've got two Idaho schools, we've got two Utah schools, and uh, I think it's going to be two really really good games. We matched them up pretty good. So how do you go about choosing these teams? Obviously, you have a focus on usually you know someone from Region Eleven, usually two teams from Cache Valley. Uh, but how do you go about the process of choosing these teams, reaching out to, to different teams? Well, I'll tell you what. The first two years, it was difficult 
But now, this Rocky Mountain kickoff has gained some steam. We got wheels under it, and a lot of people are excited to play it. I've already signed up two teams for next year, for 2023, and now they're reaching out to me. And so uh, I just try to match up the best two teams that I possibly can. I think one of the best games and one of the best matchups we ever did was last year when we had Roy playing Clearfield. And that was, that was an outstanding game. And, you know, Roy ended up winning that game quite handily. But they traveled with a lot of people. We, we had over 10,000 people in the stadium for that game. And that was because a lot of people stayed from the first game to watch two six eight teams and it and they didn't disappoint but this year i think we're going to have a crowd that big if not bigger um just because logan and preston you know they support their teams very well and we only have one high school team that's playing at home next weekend and that's green canyon and this game's on thursday night we moved it to thursday night to accommodate utah state because it's the first time and i don't know how long they've had a home opener and so you know, we worked through it. They've been great to work with, and we've got everything ready, and we're just waiting for the teams to show up. Yeah, that's that's one of the really cool things about what you do and putting this off and, and putting this together is that these these are players who, by and large, vast majority of them, just they won't have that opportunity to play a game in an arena like that. Right. And so to have them, you know, to give them that opportunity, that makes it really special. Yeah, you know, they, they walk into that stadium wide-eyed, and it's pretty cool just to see how they get and how excited they are. And um, it's a really good feeling because you're right. There's a lot of these players that won't have that opportunity again, and it works out to be pretty well for all of them. And, you know, we it's not just the games. We we. We provide T-shirts. It's it's a T-shirt that only players get. They're not available to the public. It has the logo on it and the teams. And then we, you know, we provide dinner after every game for every player and every coach. And we've made it we've 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 made it a really first class kind of operation. And so that's why I get I get calls. They start usually about October, November from coaches wanting to play next year. Oh, very cool. So you mentioned you're in kind of the seventh year, sixth game. Um, have you seen any traditions start to form? Are there any that you've tried, kind of tried to get going to, you know, build some history into the series as it, you know, you get further and further into it? Um, you mean like uh, rivalries or anything well, just, like that? Just any kind of tradition, you know, things that happen each game or um, things teams like to do. No, no, we've got it organized pretty well. So you know, obviously the the second the teams from the second game need. A place to warm up and whatnot because the first game is going on and we want to get that second game started as soon as possible so utah state lets them use the uh practice field they go out there do their plays run their get warmed up do their stretches do all kinds of stuff like that but as far as um you know traditions or anything i, I would just say the whole thing the rocky mountain kickoff is a tradition do you um do you try to get different teams from this area involved in it? And are some super excited to do it and others hesitant? Or or is it just based on schedules and who's available kind of works its way out? Um, you know, the local schools, they, they're they willing to support it as much as they can. Um, there's one school that's kind of hard to work with, but we don't need to mention it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like I said, I, I'm – I'm only one team from filling next year's, so we're we're going to be, and I wish I could tell you the game, but I haven't signed the contracts yet. <laughs> yeah. But they're ready to go. So, 
So how do people, other people get involved? It's a week from today, so... Uh, can, is it just walk-up tickets? Should you get, do you need to get them in advance? No, is it general on, admission? They're on sale right now. You, you can call the USU ticket office, or you can go online to ustateaggies.com um, and check it out. They're 5 bucks. Tickets are 5 bucks. That's it. You can get in and watch two games for $5, and it's a great deal. And like I said, Cash Valley has really come on board to support this. I mean, we get people there that wouldn't otherwise go to a high school game. And they come up for that because it's it's a great atmosphere and it's fun. And one of these days we'll pack the stadium. So I was curious, obviously this being on Thursday, you have an 8.30 kickoff time. Was there kind of a worry putting that, you know, a Thursday night, 8.30? Because you know, before it's Friday at 8.30, it's the weekend. Now it's it's a school night. Is there kind of a bit of a worry with no, that? No, actually, uh, actually both schools have been, or all four schools have been great about that. They they didn't hesitate at all to move this on a Thursday. Um because it's great exposure. There's not a lot of teams playing on Thursday night. We'll have all three local uh, television channels up here covering the games. And so it's great exposure for these teams. Um, there was some talk of putting one of the games on television, uh, but that kind of fizzled out for weird reasons. you know. But anyway... Um, it'll be, it'll be streamed on Cash Valley Daily. We'll have video on Cash Valley Daily, at least yeah. at the Logan game. Yeah, our Logan game will be on... The internet, not TV. Right. Yeah. No, right. You're right. But uh, it was, it's just, uh, it's a world that I'm not familiar with is all, that's all I'm going to say. But (laughs) anyway, it's, it's all, I'm just really excited about it. Um, Just the whole atmosphere is going to be pretty amazing. And and, uh, five bucks to see two football games. That's incredible. Right. are there concessions there, or is it uh, get something before you come? Because that could be a long night of watching football, or will there be opportunities to get food while you're there? No, USU concessions will be open. So all of the concession stands at the stadium will be open. Um, we'll be running it just like a Utah State home game. That's awesome. Yeah. But it's, it's, you think about the $5, you know, everything goes back to the high schools. Once all the bills are paid, everything that's left goes back to these high schools. And so um, that's one reason that I really like putting this on, because I don't know if people realize this or not, but athletic budgets in high schools are, you know, seeds and flour, pretty much. And you got you to, gotta, these athletic directors are working overtime trying to get this stuff. You know, I, I've, seen, I've seen some schools traveling around that I wouldn't put their equipment on, let alone have my kid. You know what I mean? It's bad. So, you know, whatever we can do to help these people and get some new equipment and get, get some more safety for the players. So I guess what I'm trying to say is the more people that show up, the better off these high schools will be down the road. So so this may – you may have just touched on this, what you said, but like what was kind of the goal when you first, you know, came up with the idea for doing something like this? Like what were you trying to accomplish uh, in to setting raise, this up? To raise money for the high schools. That was the bottom line. That was it. So I guess also kind of related to that, you know, six, seven years doing this, you've probably learned a lot of things. If you go back to the first year, anything that you might tell yourself from six years ago, like, hey, this will be really helpful in, in, uh, in working this out. You know, honestly, if I could go back six years, I'd tell myself it isn't this difficult. <laughs> I was working way too hard those first two years. You know, but now, like I said, the teams are calling me um, the 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 community businesses love to support it. And so, you know, I go out and sell program ads and I've never been told no. 
it's it's pretty cool. So, so the first game at six thirty. When do gates open? When can people start coming into the stadium? Gates open at five thirty, and they can start coming in the stadium then. But like I said, I would re- highly recommend you get your tickets early. I don't know. I know you remember. I don't know if you remember that first year. There was oh, there was huge lines. There was huge lines, and there were people. I remember Skyview was in the first game, and there were people that didn't even get in till the third quarter. And so that's when we said, okay, we got to have pre-sell on these. So you know, just go up to the Utah State ticket office or give them a call and buy your tickets and be done with it, and then you don't have to worry about it. And everything's general admission. Sit yes. wherever you want. Yep, sit wherever you want. Very cool. Well, D, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, again, uh, South Severe against Preston mm-hmm. at 6.30, and then Logan versus Bonneville from uh, Idaho yes. at 8.30. Yes. Sounds like fun. Oh, it's going to be a blast. Very yeah. cool. Hey, right. I'm, I'm going to enjoy it because I'm going to get a call from probably from the, the press boxes up there. Yeah. Granted, I've already been in the press box, but. Yeah, you'll be on the fifth floor. Yeah. <laughs> get get to call a radio broadcast from the from the press box. Usually, I'm just sitting up there. Right. But I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun for both uh, both games. Yes. Okay. Very cool. Well, D. Jones, thank you so much. It's the Rocky Mountain kickoff coming up August 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, first game at 6:30. Gates open at 5:30. Get your tickets beforehand so you don't have to wait in line to get in. So, uh, best of luck. Hope it goes well. I mean, so, as you said, the sixth time in seven years. It's fun. I mean, you're you definitely get your money's worth when you go up there. Yeah, it's we've got a good thing rolling now, and you know I don't see it ending anytime soon. So, and and we're building up to some really good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a really good tradition. There's not much else like it. Yeah, I think in Utah, I don't think BYU or Utah have anything like it. So it's it's, it's no, no, they don't. There there is one other in the state, but I think they play it at Corner Canyon or somewhere down in Utah County. I, I don't. I'm not really sure. But to have that experience of playing at a Division One football field, right? And you know, thank Utah State for that. They've Utah State athletics and facilities have been just—I mean, that's the reason we're still doing it—is they've been so great to work with, and they make they make a lot of stuff happen for me. And I know I ask for a lot sometimes, but they make it happen. It's like, so. can we use your field? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, Dee, thanks so much for coming down. I appreciate you uh, giving us more insight on this. And uh, one more time, if people want to get their tickets early, the Utah State Ticket Office or online? Yes, so you call uh, 1-888-U-State-1, or you can go online at utahstateaggies.com. And they have all the ticket information there. Yep, it's right there. Awesome. Thanks so much. We've got to take another time out here in the Full Court Press before we uh, close out our first hour. Monday, August 22nd. Come help ignite the light with Alex Boyer as he performs a free concert at the Cash County Fairgrounds, bringing positive support to suicide prevention. Suicide affects all walks of life, backgrounds, and age demographics. Join Alex Boyer Monday, August 22nd for a free concert bringing attention to suicide prevention and a new national suicide and crisis lifeline. 988. If you think you may need help or just want to talk with someone, call 988. Donations of any size are accepted and welcome to help make this event possible. Go to CashValleyIgniteTheLight.com for concert details and donation information. The outpouring of support for this event last year was unbelievable. Business and individual donations are vital for the 2022 event. Join Alex Boyer at the Cache County Fairgrounds Monday, August 22nd for a free concert bringing attention and positive support to suicide prevention. Donations of any size are accepted and welcome. Go to CashValleyIgniteTheLight.com for concert details and donation information. That's Cash Valley Ignite.
IgniteTheLight.com. And thank you for making this event possible. For the second year in a row, Advanced Heating and AC is honored to be named Gold Medalist for Best of Northern Utah in the AC and HVAC category. They thank you for your support and vote of confidence in their company. You have many choices when it comes to your home's heating and air conditioning system. Make sure you choose the gold medal winning company, Advanced Heating and AC. Call 752-7272 or stop by their showroom west of DI online at advanceheating-ac.com. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Napa Auto Parts stays stocked up on all the things that you need at your Preston of Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Like uh, hard-to-find oil, the full synthetic, five-quart size for only $22.99. Napa Fleet Heavy-Duty Motor Oil for only $13.99 a gallon and a whole lot more at Napa Auto Parts. So, yeah, the Rocky Mountain kickoff coming up next Thursday. Uh, 6.30 is the first game. South Severe versus Preston. Cool opportunity for uh, for Preston uh, here in the Valley to uh, play in that uh, in that stadium. Uh, Logan has played a couple of games there. They've been involved in this Rocky Mountain kickoff several different times. Um, but really cool opportunity for you know, Preston. I don't know if they've done this before or not. I can't remember. They were involved in the basketball version of this. They do. I think the very first year they did the basketball one. I want to say they've done the football one before. I think. I know Idaho schools have come down here a lot. I actually ran to an old buddy of mine off my mission one time. Like his old high school came down. It was Shelley High School, and I randomly ran into. It. I was like, "Oh, hey," because <laughs> he was he was like an assistant coach or something like that, or just on the staff. So it was, it was really fun. So a lot of Idaho schools get to come down here, and obviously Cache Valley schools are usually involved. I forgot last year saying Roy and Clearfield, two non-Cash Valley schools playing each other, which is kind of cool Yeah, uh, to get some of those because obviously the the best of the best high school teams are down on the Wasatch front. We don't really get to see them ever. So it is nice to me to bring some of those up here. Roy and Clearfield were in my old uh, region when I played high school ball. Neither of them were very good when I was in high school. <laughs> they were both actually terrible. But... It's changed a little bit. Yeah, just I think they've they've gotten a little bit better. Roy, when I was there, the only thing they had going for him was that Jim McMahon played for him. That was it. Yeah, things have changed a little bit, and I think if I'm not mistaken, these will be the first games for both Bonneville and Preston because the Idaho football season is is usually later than the Utah football season. I'm not sure if they play this weekend. I don't think they do. I think they start next week. 
I want to say I, I looked up the Preston against South Severe, and it looked like South Severe had played a game already. It looked like they were like 0-1. Well, South Severe would be a Utah school, so they would have oh, played. Oh, I thought they were an Idaho school. Nope, uh, they're a Utah school. Oh, but, then well, but I'm an Preston idiot. and uh, Bonneville, yeah, different story for them. So that's coming up next Thursday. I don't know why I thought South Severe. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do well in geography, guys. You're good at the guessing games, but not so much at the uh, geography. No, we'll we'll skip the geography. All right, next hour, conversation with Chandler Dolphin, uh, pick six, and more of Utah State Aggies. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Padres were the big winners of the baseball trade deadline. The team acquired reliever Josh Hader, superstar Juan Soto, third baseman Josh Bell. But before we start crowning the Padres kings of the National League, the team still has a lot of work to do. San Diego is still behind the Dodgers, considerably behind them for first place in the West, and last week they were swept by the Dodgers. It's a talented team, but acquiring star power doesn't automatically make you a threat to win it all. The Yankees have been doing that for years. The team hasn't won a title since 09. And when you look back at last year's standings, the Rays and Giants didn't have nearly the star power that San Diego has. Having elite talent obviously makes a difference, but there's more that goes into winning a championship. You need to play complementary baseball. Needs to be chemistry. The Padres can still develop that. But with this squad just starting to get familiar with one another, declaring the Padres best in the National League seems a little premature. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.